Hey everybody, it's Pastor G. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm praying for each and every one of you. I want you to repeat it after me. We create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. How are we creating relevant moments where broken and hurting people can be restored back to their rightful place in God? Number one, it's through worship. We're teaching people what it means to worship God. Number two, we're teaching people what it means to have have faith, to stand in faith, to believe in faith, and then we're developing families to be what? To be discipled in faith and in worship. We're in our second month of the year. Our second sermon series is going to be entitled Worship Relations. Today, it's going to be Bishop Robert Lyons, he's going to kick it off, the senior pastor of the Marketplace down in Dayton, Ohio. I believe that he's an appointed voice for the Rock Church. During this season in our life, you're going to hear a lot of him. You're going to experience his ministry. I truly believe that each and every one of us have to learn what it means where God repositions, where God realigns, where he refocuses our attention on our worship relationship. It's all about worship. You guys have heard me say it. Worship is that place. It's an intimate conversation that engages God and man. I want you to take some time. I want you to enjoy the ministry of Bishop Robert Lyons. And then I want you to take some time and personally sow into his ministry. You're going to see his cash out there. Our church is going to sow into his life as a church. But each and every one of you were being blessed, who will be blessed by his ministry, I want you to take some time. And so, and also for those that did not have a chance to join us on last Sunday in sowing your $21 consecration survival seed, you still have time. Thank you to each and every one of you who have supported us. We love you. I want you to do this. I want you to understand that your worship, your faith, and your family depends on this series here worship relations. Grab your family, grab your coffee, whatever you need to do, and enjoy the ministry of Bishop Robert Lyons. Bishop, we love you. Thank you, sir. I look to see you. We create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. We are the Rock Church, the place where your life matters, Jesus matters, and worship matters all the time. I love you, Rock Church. Have a good week. Peace. Hey, Rock Church, how are you all doing on this wonderful Lord's Day? I am grateful to stand before you. I'm grateful that your pastor, Bishop Desmond Fred, and his wife, uh, Elder Cheney, have asked me to come and to minister the word of the Lord to you. Anytime I get the opportunity to minister the word, it is an honor and a privilege. So thank you, Rock Church. I pray that this message empowers, challenges you. So I'm asking that you get your notebooks out. Prepare to take some notes. Uh, get your Bibles prepared. We are going to dig into the word of the Lord together. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll jump in. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I'm so grateful for a time, God, to minister to your word, to minister to your people. And so, God, I'm asking that you give me strength to deliver a word, God, that is clear and concise and that it is checked by no foreign force. 
Then give us ears to hear what the Spirit would say to the church and a heart to apply and strength to walk out. In the strong name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Let's dig into the word of the Lord. I know that your pastor has been dealing with worship and how our relationships bring us into a place of worship. He has been on a trajectory with you, really digging into this, this real and genuine and pure worship that we have that comes through and by relationship. One of the most powerful faith narratives if you will, in all of scripture that, that, that go with the concept of worship is found in Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22 tells us of this whole narrative with Abraham and Isaac. It's during this narrative that we see the Lord saying to Abraham, take your son, your only son Isaac, and sacrifice him. Now, if we were to start at Genesis chapter 22, it would not be as impactful, but we have to understand that this is not just any son. This was Abraham's son of promise. This was the son that he had asked for. This is the son that his wife had to believe God for, and he had to believe God for. This was a son that uh, they had to have faith to receive. They had to have faith to really walk in the promise of the son. And here it is after all of this faith, after all of this time, and to be clear for those following this biblical narrative, this was not a baby. No, 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 no. By the time we get to Genesis 22, Isaac would have been a teenager. So please understand if, if you're walking with me, you know, it's not like, you know, Sarah has just had this child and now they're being asked to sacrifice this child. They have weaned this child. She has had this child and watched this child grow up. The, the father has been in the field with this child. So there's a relationship. There's a relationship that had developed. This child is, is, is walking and talking and, and has asked questions. This is a teenage boy that God now says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, and offer him to me as a burnt offering. I can't imagine, maybe you can, but I, I have a son and I can't imagine what would have been going through the mind of Abraham when this instruction is given. However, what we do know about Abraham is that Abraham complied with the instruction of the Lord. Please walk with me as I go through this. After everything that, that God has done and after everything God has said, this instruction, which seems so um, out there, it seems so hard. I can't believe that God would ask this. What we know about this Abraham is that he complied with the instruction. There are many of us, maybe those of you who are listening to me uh, now, there has been much lesser instruction that we didn't comply with. God, glory, has asked us to do far less and we gave God lip. God has asked us to go not nearly as far as this and we said it was too much. But Abraham complied. The actions here of Abraham are rightfully seen as powerful actions of faith. 
As a matter of fact, the actions of Abraham are so powerful that they are actually chronicled in Hebrews 11, what many would deem the faith hall of fame we see by faith Abraham offered. But there's something specific that I'm walking us to this morning. Something specific that I want us to look at in this narrative. I think it's a mistake that we make of overlooking this small little nuance. We talk about how difficult it was, and it was. We talk about how obedient uh, Abraham was, and he was. We can even deal with, you know, where was the wife? How did she feel? How did he even leave under these circumstances? But here it is. There's one nuance in verse 4. Genesis chapter 22, verse 4 and 5. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. Verse five again, Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. Verse 6, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took in his hand the fire and the knife, so the two of them walked on together. Now, I need you to understand, we will go over there and worship. I've taught this text before and we normally deal with the fact that Abraham says the Lord will provide for himself a sacrifice and that's good. But I want us to really pay attention to what he says in verse 5. We will worship and return to you. Him and the boy, they're prepared. But, but, but he calls this moment worship. Hold on, I thought the instruction was take your son, your only son Isaac, and go sacrifice him. But when Abraham talks here in Genesis 22, Abraham calls this worship. Wait, wait, I, I don't understand. They've got there, they've prepared the wood, the knife, everything is there. He's going to kill him. But when Abraham talks to his servants, he says, he doesn't say I'm going to sacrifice my child. He doesn't say, I'm going to lay my child on an altar. What he says is, we're going over there to worship. We should actually be able to parallel this text with Romans 12.1. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. But the word service there in Romans 12.1 is actually worship. It is your reasonable worship. So please understand that Abraham is giving us a window into what real worship is. Real worship is not a song. Real worship is not a beat. Real worship is not when, when, when the praise team slows it down and you lift your hands. Real worship is complete and total sacrifice. It shows us a couple of things. Two things in particular that I believe are notable that I want to bring with you. Number one, this moment where he says he's going to worship, it, it shows us that Abraham's mindset, listen to this, was fixed in faith prior to getting to the mountain. Let me do it again. 
Why is this notable? Number one, it shows us that Abraham's mindset was fixed in faith huh, prior to getting to the mountain. One more time. It shows us that Abraham's mindset was fixed in faith prior to getting to the mountain. I don't get it. There was no doubt, even before he got there, that the Lord was going to make a way. This is further validated when he said, we will return. Look, we will worship and return. We will return. Not, not, not we will worship and our return. We will worship and return. He's coming back with me. He was willing to worship because, listen, of his relationship with the Father prior to worship. Somebody needs to write that down. The reason that he was willing to worship was because of his relationship with the Father prior to worship. One more time. The reason that he was willing to worship, his ability to worship was based upon his relationship with the Father prior to worship. Abraham could have worshipped from a position of fear. But today, if you want to title this message, you should title it Repositioning Our Worship. See, he could have right here worshipped from a position of fear, but that's not what he did. He worshipped from a position of power. Abraham, during this time, could have worshipped from a position of doubt. But we know that he worshiped from a position of faith. He could have even worshiped from a position of control. That's how some of us worship. What do you mean? I'm talking about he could have gone into this thing with a desire to do things his own way. As a matter of fact, Abraham has a track record of this because when the promise was given, he ended up having Ishmael. Yes, Ishmael was the child that was the product of Abraham trying to do things his own way. Let me tell you something. When, when, when God starts working with you, you got to learn from what you did not do right. Yes, Lord. They call it learning from your mistakes. Yes. You got to learn from that. So now that Abraham is at his Genesis 22 moment and he is there and he's about to go into worship. Yes. This bloody mess. This fiery mess. This worship. Yeah. Because some of us want pretty worship. We want our worship to be cute. But I need you to understand that worship is complete sacrifice. Worship is your willingness to lay it all on the line. Worship says that I'm going and I'm going to do it exactly the way God has told me to, to do it. Worship, worship. But many of us try to come to worship from a position of control, a desire to do things our own way. But, 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 but Abraham did not do that. We know that he worshiped from a position of complete obedience. Today, as I stand before you, Rock Church, I'm telling you that we need to reposition our worship. We need to reposition it from fear to power. We need to reposition it from doubt to faith. We need to reposition it from control to obedience. For many of us, our worship is out of position. While worship is a time where we commune with the Father, we must do so from a position of relationship. So, so again, I said that there were two things, two notable things I wanted to say. The first one was this. Abraham's mindset was fixed in faith prior to getting to the mountain. Let me ask you this. When you go into the moment of worship, 
Do you expect that worship is going to change your position or do you approach worship from a changed position? Hey, God, do you go into worship expecting the worship to change you or do you go into worship changed? Yes, Lord. It's one thing when you want the worship to do something to you. It's one thing when you, it's another thing when you worship because something has been done to you. Yes, Lord. It is not that worship cannot transform, but let me tell you this. We ought to go into worship sometimes transformed already. Yes. I'm trying to challenge the mature. Yes, Lord. I'm trying to challenge us instead of asking worship to do something to us, let us make sure that we go into to worship already in the position that now instead of asking the father to change us in the worship moment yes lord we go into the worship moment already changed that makes no sense it happens right here it happens right here where abraham goes to the moment of worship with his mind already in faith he goes into the moment of worship already in a position of power Already in a position of faith, already in a position of obedience. But secondly, secondly, we learn an important understanding of what true worship is. I don't understand. When he says, we will go over there and worship. No instruments, no songs to be sung, hallelujah. No band, no team. No lights, no cameras, no smoke machines, no fog. Worship was an act and a posture. This act in the Old Testament was procedural. It required adherence to a pattern. It demanded obedience. Sadly, even with all of these modern methods that we have, all of these modern modes, all of these modern means, our music, our lights, everything we have, our set lists, our productions, everything that we have, many of us are still out of worship position. We have, we have confined God to such a procedure, our procedure, where we're trying to make it through our set list instead of speak and hear from God. We need to reposition our worship, people of God. We're trying to follow a worship pattern as laid down by someone else. We want to sing the songs that someone else sang, the way that they sang them, recreate the mood that we see on YouTube or the worship DVD instead of saying to God, God, I want you to reposition my worship and I want my worship to flow out of a relationship with you. And when I enter into the time of worship, I want my worship to be so sincere that the work that I did before worship began is on display during my time of worship. God, I want my relationship with you to be so clear and so articulate that I have brought to you a repositioned worshiper. Here's the thing, y'all. Abraham didn't come to the mountain and then get ready. He came repositioned to worship. It's where I want us to pay attention. It's a premise I want us to walk away with. We read passages like this and we read that word worship and then we read into the text our definition of worship. So we see Abraham was going over to worship and our minds is 
accurately paint this picture of what we see worship to be. Truth is, for the Old Testament worship, worshiper, worship was an act of obedience. It was, it was about the posture of one's body, yes, but also about the posture of one's heart. Hmm. It was about the posture of one's body, yes, but also about the posture of one's heart. The heart. Now, because this narrative, some will be saying that's Old Testament, we don't need to follow that. But this narrative with Abraham takes place prior to the giving of the law. And as a matter of fact, if you were to look at Galatians chapter 3, when you get a chance, it says, If ye be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So Abraham has some specific things to teach us, even as New Testament believers. And I want to make sure that we see through this text that true worship, a true worship that is that comes from relationship is not uh, it is not when we come before God and we're busy trying to impress other people by what we know and how articulate we are a true worship that is based upon relationship comes before for God and we say listen I am in a position to do what you have asked I'm asking you this morning to reposition your worship from have to to want to. Reposition your worship from I have to worship to I want to worship. I'm asking you this morning to reposition your worship from singing with perfection to singing to the Lord. I'm asking you, Rock Church, to reposition your, your, your worship from exquisite production to exquisite obedience. I'm asking you to reposition your worship to I'm on the team to take my life, Lord. I'm asking you to reposition your worship to I'm going to be willing to do whatever you ask. I present my body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. It's my reasonable worship. I'm asking you to reposition your worship. And he did so. He was able to do this because... Uh, of his relationship with the Lord. I don't get it. He had spent time with the Lord before the mountain. He had conversed with the Lord before the mountain. He could trust the Lord's track record before the mountain. He was brought to this place of worship because of what happened before the worship moment. Yes, Lord. I need you guys to understand. I'm challenging someone listening to me right now. Just ask God to reposition you. Come on now. I need you to start thinking about everything that God has done and ask God to reposition your worship. The next time you lift your hands, lift them from a posture and lift them from a place of a repositioned worshiper. No no longer should we be saying, I want you to do this for me. Or lift up your hand and say, God, whatever you do, hallelujah. I want to move from have to to want to. I want to move from this whole place where I'm trying to do it in my own will to not my will, but your will be done. Reposition your worship. I want you to think about your conversations with the Lord. Think about even what you're going through. See, Bishop 2020 has been hard. 2021 so far may have been hard for you, but allow that to make you a repositioned worshiper. Sadly, many of us have attempted to worship without relationship. And therefore, we're worshiping out of position. I'm saying we ought to reposition that worship. I'm saying, God, the next time that I go into a moment of worship, let it be for real.
Not just my favorite song. Not because the band is hitting my favorite lick. God, I want repositioned worship. I want a worship that says yes. I want a worship that says yes. I want a worship that, that, is, that is so radical that nobody understands it. I want a worship that has so much faith that it doesn't even make sense. God, reposition my worship. Reposition my worship from fear to power. Reposition my worship from doubt to faith. Reposition my worship from control to obedience. Reposition me, God. Allow me to worship you from a posture and from a position that says you did it before and you'll do it again. Reposition me, God. Allow me to worship you from a place that is so sincere that I can look back over my life and think things over and say, God, I know you will not fail. If you did it, you'll do it again. Hallelujah. He that begun, yes, a good work in you is able to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Rock Church, I am challenging you on this day. Reposition your worship. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace. I love you, Rock Church. This is my prayer.